You're listening to Modern Mystic Soul, a podcast dedicated to helping starseeds like you go from awakened to activated. My name is Therese Tucker. I'm an intuitive artist, psychic medium, teacher of intuition, and author of Confidence is Magic. And I'm sitting down to talk with you about the ascension process, the spiritual growth lessons I've learned, and how to move into a more aligned frequency so you can fully experience your destiny. spiritual growth journey have you ever had the nagging question am I doing third density right well maybe you have maybe you haven't but it's a real question and I think it's a juicy one to look into so in today's episode we're going to talk about are we doing third density right what could be keeping us locked in third density What the heck is the point of third density and how to deal with 3D while you're here? Hello to all beautiful souls listening. I am so excited to talk to you about today's topic. Recently, a listener dropped me a message full of ideas for possible topics. And by the way, thank you so much for that. I really value your input and would love to hear more about what the community is interested in discussing. So at the end of her comment, she popped in a little joke saying, am I doing third density right? And even though it was clear she was joking, you know, there's always a seed of truth in each joke. And I thought that this seed was a pretty relevant one. As a seeker on the spiritual growth journey, we can be very focused on what we need to do to achieve expansion and forward momentum. And it can be very easy for our ego to attach to a fear that somehow we might be doing this wrong. And I want to chat about this today and hopefully provide some insight that A, that this fear is actually a part of the journey, and B, we can find ways to accept, heal, and integrate this fear too. Now, I don't claim to be the utmost authority on whether you are handling third density right. And I put that in little air quotes, right. (laughs) Because as my team would say, what is right if there are so many perspectives to choose from? So can there be a way to do third density right? I don't know. I kind of feel like to answer that question, you have to start by asking yourself, what are you intending to achieve? So even though I'm not here to verify that you are doing this right or chastise you for getting it wrong, I can help you see where you may be getting stuck and give you ideas on how to create some traction for yourself. So up next, I want to talk about what can be keeping us locked up in the 3D. So stay tuned. Do you want to join the next Spirit Circle? Spirit Circles are virtual gatherings I hold every new moon and full moon, where I'll take you deep into the cosmic codes to receive the messages on how to work in alignment with source energy. The first 60 minutes include energy attunements, journaling, masterminds, guided visualizations, and more. 
each spirit circle includes a 30-minute psychic Q&A session with me to get answers from your guides and spirit team. Every session is recorded and it's yours to keep to use again and again. If you want to join me for the upcoming spirit circle, please go to blithestarlight.com forward slash spirit circles. I hope to see you there. Welcome back. I want to start by asking the question, what keeps us locked up in 3D? In my opinion, it's stress. Now I know there's good stress and bad stress, and I'm specifically talking about the bad kind of stress here. You know, the kind that when you move into it, you can feel the frequency drop and it moves you into emotions like fear, shame, guilt, and despair. The hard part is that just being alive on this planet is stressful, especially at our current point in time, because we're really coming up to this climax of energy. We're sort of coming up to the um, big moment of testing before our graduation point. I mean, our primal instinct is survival, and that by its very nature is stressful. Then add on top of it all the social conditioning to be a certain way and the rules keep changing there because that's by design. And you have a recipe for chronic stress that leads to all sorts of issues and problems. The other day I heard my seven-year-old son say to my daughter, this is my stress toy. He was referring to a squeezable shark warrior robot thing <laughs> that sort of works like a stress ball. And it made my heart sink a little. Although I was glad to hear he had an outlet for his stress, the fact that a seven-year-old has stress is what saddened me. I realize we have all had stress all throughout our lives. The last few years have been like a powder keg of stress. Being in acceptance of that fact helps me work with it, although I definitely don't like that this is the truth. How about you? What do you feel is keeping you locked in 3D? Do you also feel that it's this negative stress that we have to endure or is it something else? I'd love to hear your thoughts. And you know, you can always reply to me on Anchor. You can send me a little voicemail and let me know or whatever source you're hearing this from. Like drop me a comment. Let me know what do you feel keeps you locked up in that lower vibrational 3D energy. So why does stress lock us into 3D? And I feel the short answer to this is that stress lowers our frequency. When we're in a state of stress, we're on the edge of fight or flight. And that means we're always on the edge of triggering our sympathetic nervous system to fight something scary or run like hell away. All it takes is one more stress event to tip us over the edge into an adrenaline rush, blood restriction, an instinctive animal response to deal with whatever feels like it's threatening us. When we're in this state, we cannot access critical thinking or our higher mind. All our systems are shut down so that the only mechanisms that will allow us to survive are to a threat are running or fighting. Did you know that if you're under constant feelings of stress, you can actually stay stuck in fight or flight mode? Even though this triggering event has passed, your body can stay locked in it. And 
you know, a, a response that a lot of us experience to that, especially, so your, your mind can't tell the difference if we're stressed out about something attacking us or stressed out about our bills or stressed out about our business or stressed out about our relationship. It just has that same response. So for a lot of us, what it looks like to get locked into fight or flight mode is adrenal fatigue. It's burnout. It's that, you know, constant state of being tired, just wired and tired. And that's what it looks like to get locked into fight or flight, which means that we're also locked in energetically to a lower vibration. It doesn't mean we can't experience higher vibration, but it returns us back to that same lower set point of 3D. So I guess my question then becomes, how do we avoid this negative stress? And if I'm being completely honest with you, I don't know the answer to that. All I know is that with greater awareness that this negative stress is a real part of our experience. It's something that all of us are encountering on a daily basis that we've got to be able to develop tools to handle it. I know on my own personal journey, um, I am fully experiencing adrenal fatigue and my my new approach over the last three years with help and support has been how to you know alleviate the adrenal fatigue and you know restore the body and then it also means I have to reconsider all that I take on and take in and it's uh, you know it's been a challenging process I mean I've had to do things that I, I never wanted to do, <laughs> like recently completely quitting coffee, which years ago would have made me want to, you know, claw my face off to not have coffee in the morning. Um, it's much easier today, but it's also based on the fact that I understand why um, I need to do it. And I, I understand it more than this is good for me, but like I get to really see the results of that effect on my body. Um, and just the fact that when you're in a stressful situation, you know, when you're in constant stress, let me just talk about this for a second, because it might help someone listening. And if I can help one person, um, then this whole podcast has been worth it. But if you're experiencing adrenal fatigue, so you're wired and tired and you've been pushing yourself for a long time, or you just experienced high levels of stress. So what are the signs of that? Obviously the fatigue um, for both men and women, but you know, as a woman in my experience, cortisol, high levels of cortisol, and that looks like, you know, the additional weight on the body and just having anxiety and stress is sort of your first response. It really like cortisol is a hormone that can really mess up the other hormones in your body, including the serotonin and the melatonin that you're producing. That all sounds familiar to you then you're probably dealing with some level of that too. You're definitely, you know, in that constant stress category. And what's really interesting is, you know, it's affecting the body, but it's also affecting the mind. And the mind usually stays locked into this. I've got to do it. I've got to take care of it. I've got to be hypervigilant. I've got to watch this, right? The mind stays on, like all that adrenaline that your adrenal glands are producing, it seems to like stay on in the mind, but the body poops out. It can only handle, you know, so much of that adrenaline. 
before it has the negative side effects that we, what I just talked about. Um, so here's the real kicker is your mind will tell you, you've got to keep going. That's the wired part. The tired part is the body, but everything that you think you need to do to handle the stress is exactly what compounds the stress and creates more of it. So what I've had to learn and it's taken me a while because again, my mind still tells me, no, I've got to go, go, go. I can't stop till this is done. What I've learned is I have to take the exact opposite approach. So everything is about slowing down. Now, our society does not favor slowing down, right? Our, our cultural programming is about hustling. It's about going hard. It's about getting it done. You can sleep when you're dead, stuff like that. And we know that this paradigm is part of this whole approach is part of the old paradigm. It's not something meant to last, but it really is deeply ingrained in us. This idea that work means pushing yourself really hard. And so when you're trying to stop or slow down or take a break or take a slower approach and you've been programmed for so long to push yourself really hard, letting go of that feels wrong on so many levels. Like my ego really does fight whenever I have to slow down. And another example of this is just like, so you, you want to look at what you're thinking and what you're consuming, you know, what you're trying to get yourself to do and what you're taking in. And on the taking in approach, you know, we're also in this um, culture which celebrates energy. Like we want things that give us energy. And when you're exhausted, that's what you think you need. You think you need energy. And so things like coffee, things like caffeine, things like energy drinks, energy supplements, all this stuff people who are locked in a state of stress and are wearing out because of it tend to lean on these things like crutches. But what we generally don't realize is it's like pouring gasoline on an open fire. It's just making it all worse. It's compounding it. So you have to relearn your entire approach to what you do and what you consume. So everything now it's like, I look for labels that say things like chill, <laughs> relax, calm. These are all the things that I have to make sure I'm taking in or I'm focusing on. Everything from how you exercise to the kind of tea, if you drink tea, that you drink, the supplements that you focus on. Everything is centered around calming, even when you're just waking up for the day. And it's a real like mind effort. I have got to be honest, like it's hard to get your brain around it because you still feel tired because you're in recovery, but you want that energy back so bad. But it's like, you've got to almost blank out in your mind, everything that says it'll give you energy because unless your stores are completely restored, your energy reserves are completely restored. It's just going to deplete you more. So then the question is, how do we deal with stress? So if you're not at this, at the place where you're at the edge of, I have stressed myself out and my system out so much that I now have to go into complete serenity and chill mode, then I would say that if you're not at that point, oh my gosh, congratulations, seriously, because that's incredible. Try to stay there. 
That means balance it out. Make sure that you are not pushing yourself to the edge, even if you feel like you can. I mean, only you know your limits, but I would say don't push to the limits as much as you might want to. And definitely schedule in the downtime. Schedule in the time where you are chilling and relaxing and prioritize things that help calm your nervous system. And that's if you're in a good place. And if you're in the place where I've been, where you've just, you know, frayed the edge of your nerves because you're just pushing too hard or your life just feels like it's pushing on you so hard, then everything should be centered around how to de-stress, how to relax. Like that should be the first priority that you deal with is creating, you know, spaces, creating, you know, habits, creating anything that you consume with the intention of calming and soothing you. You know, it might feel like your whole life has turned into preparing for a nap. And I, I would say that, you know, that's something I would surrender to for a little while so that you can recover. Um, for people who are workaholics or go, 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 you know, fanatics, that might suck to hear, but it's the antidote you're looking for because, you know, no matter how much you achieve, and there are people who do this, they, they create great achievement in their life or they, they've brought in so much to their life, but they can't maintain it because they push themselves to the edge with stress. And so it's one thing to meet your goals and hit your marks in this world, but maintenance is a whole nother thing. It's like, can you really maintain that level of energy? Most of us can't. And so it becomes... Um, a different kind of strategy where you build your life around trying to nurture your nervous system and your endocrine system and your well-being and your body so that when you're going after something, you have the energy to do it and you can maintain it in the future. So when we come back from the break, I want to talk about, I want to remind you about what the point of third density is. I know I kind of went off on a stress tangent, but I think that's important. I hope it was helpful for you. But I want to come back to talking about the point of third density because this is the toughest vibration. So, you know, here's the good news. When we move out of this vibration, it's going to feel better, guaranteed. But while we're here, I think understanding its purpose on not just a the physical world level, but specifically on the spiritual level, allows us to move through it with a little bit more ease and grace. And perhaps, you know, that ability to handle stress, manage stress and take care of yourself through stress is part of the 3D strategy. So stay tuned. Welcome back. So what could possibly be the point of third density from a spiritual perspective? Like, what are we here to do? If you listen to my podcast series, The Choice, then you may realize that we have a big choice to make about which way we devote our energy. So we're here to make a big choice. And then what? I think to transcend the ego is what comes after that choice. And I don't know if that's something that can be fully accomplished or not. I certainly have never transcended my ego, at least while in this 3D place. 
I just have a greater awareness of it. I can see when it's operating many times after the fact, which sort of sucks, but I will take that over not seeing it at all. Currently, I'm reading an amazing book called Downloads from the Nine by Matthias Fleury. And I absolutely love the explanation of how the ego was born in that book. So a brief synopsis of what he said. We're looking at how everything was created, how it was all created. And he talks about ultimate consciousness. And this is the consciousness, the big thing that is the awareness of all. And this great consciousness, the ultimate consciousness, you know, was being. And then suddenly had an awareness of self. And when that awareness happened, then source sprang forth. And this was the source of all, you know, they call it the source of radiant essence. It, it's everything. And it's love. It's, it's just this awareness made conscious. And what was interesting is as source sprang forth, all of these other holographic parts of ultimate consciousness started springing forth as well. And they talk about the nebula springing forth. And the nebula, nebula was something beautiful to behold. And it also had self-awareness just like source. But it could see that source was over there and the nebula is over here. And so the nebula is looking at it and going, hey, you're over there and I'm over here. So we must be separate. And that was sort of the first schism in the nebula, if you will, schism in thinking. And as it noticed the separation, it also created a sense of superiority saying it was better. And this deepened that schism inside its thinking. And according to this, this material, they talk about the nebula collapsing in on itself and creating a black hole. And this black hole was impenetrable, meaning it couldn't, once something went into it, it couldn't come out. So in this story, you know, Source is witnessing the nebula, sending it love, recognizing it as a part of itself, but seeing it collapse on itself. And so its natural thought was, oh my gosh, let me help you. <laughs> let me help myself here. And so it sent parts of itself into the nebula to help it like pull itself back out. And what ended up happening is all these parts would fall in and not come back. And that's when Source realized there was a big problem here, that there was no way that it could go into this space without being totally consumed by it. And so not only was there a desire to help the nebula remember itself, that it's all, it's part of the all, but then also, how do I get all these other parts back too? Because they're all part of me as well. And this is where third density comes into play and humanity comes into play. And I really love this idea. You know, when I read it, I was like, oh, that's very resonant. And, and it gives a deeper sense to why we have third density, why we have the ego. In the downloads from the nine material, it talks about humanity having this very special gift and that we are made of source, which we all recognize this, right? We recognize that we're part of one. We're part of the all. And humanity holds a piece of the nebula as well. And that represents as ego. 
And the reason why is what's so beautiful. The reason why is because Source wanted to help, you know, this part of itself, the nebula, the thing that collapsed in on itself and started sucking everything in and couldn't get it out. Love couldn't reach it. And so what happened is humanity was designed so that Source could look into the nebula, see what was in there and learn how to reach it. And so a special gift that humanity holds, what makes us precious, is that yes, we're made of source, and we hold some of the nebula, which is ego. And that through our experience, through our eyes, source can see what's happening inside the nebula, what's going on in there, what's, what's the, the mindset, what's the thought, what is the, is anything reaching it? And because source could see through humanity, it found the way to restore the nebula. And so our future holds this restored nebula. It, be, it returns to source in this moment that we're experiencing. And this is where we get into quantum physics and how all things are happening at once. And so, you know, is this the past? It's not the future yet. Is it happening right now? Are all things happening simultaneously? The short answer is yes. <laughs> But the gift of humanity is to be able to look into the ego and see how to love it. But it's a trap as well because the ego is the nebula, which is a black hole sucking everything in. And so, you know, the point of third density is to make an authentic choice about which direction your energy is going to go. And the, the gift of the ego... so. We're not just here to save the ego. The ego is also a gift. It's got, you know, that's the way source works. There's always multiple uses. It's never just one thing. It always has multi-purpose to it. So the ego gives us this sense of autonomy. We, we do think we're individual. We get to it make choice from what we think is our own consciousness choosing it. Nothing else is influencing us. It's just us. That's really just ego, but it gives us this beautiful gift of thinking, well, if you thought nothing was influencing you and you're going to make a choice with your energy, then what authentic choice will you make? That's the gift of the ego, autonomy and the ability to create a sense of authentic choice. And that allows your soul to grow and progress. And so... But this is the gift of third density, why we don't just get to skip it. Because I know that when we think about how hard this is, and we're like, why would we go through that? Why wouldn't we just skip it? In second density, we recognize our collectiveness. Why can't we just move back, move across third density into fourth, where we're also recognizing our collectiveness? And the point is because if we don't make an authentic choice here, then we don't know why we're moving into collectiveness. And so the illusion of separation that creates all this stress and suffering is also the thing that catalyzes us to choose each other again, it ch to choose collective, to choose to become, to recognize our oneness ultimately and, and then consciously act from that place. So even though it is one of the hardest vibrations, if not the hardest, 
and one of the densest vibrations, if not the densest. And, you know, it's, it's just one of <laughs> a lot of suffering as well. It's also incredibly powerful because it gives you a choice about will you continue to believe in separation or will you see the unification of the whole? Will you see your oneness with all? Will you start to take all in as you and you as it? And it's a very powerful choice because there's two roads to go down after this point. There is, you know, the positive polarity path, which takes you to positive fourth density, positive fifth density, uh, positive six, all the way up until it merges again into that total unification point. Or will you choose to continue your belief in separation and play the game of hierarchy and superiority and, you know, I'm better than you and this and that, and this is better than that. Um, and go down, you know, the negative path, go into negative fourth, negative fifth, and so on until you come back to unification again. Um, and that's, that's the secret is everything ends up in the same place. And so therefore, source doesn't have a problem with it because it's all coming back eventually. It's either an express path or the long path that we're about to choose. And so third density gives us the opportunity to make this authentic choice for ourselves, And that's why it's so necessary, important. And the blessing is apparently it's also the shortest of the, of the densities that we experience. So there is mercy in it. It's not like we're here as long as we'll be in a fourth density or a fifth density vibration. Because up next, I'm going to talk about how to deal with third density while you're here and see if we can answer the question for ourselves if, if we're doing third density right. I'll be right back. After four years of spending time developing goal-setting content with my Epic Year workshop, I've developed a proven system for consistently crafting a sole goal strategy for my clients. However, I noticed many clients struggled with implementing their goals. They let their inspiration slip away before they take inspired action, which leaves them feeling fear, self-doubt, and confused. So I've created Mercury Pod Coaching Program for people who know their goals and want support, inspiration, and accountability to help them take quick action and get traction towards their big dreams. And I've got exciting news. If you're listening to this in early August, the next Mercury Pod is about to launch on August 7th, 2022. So in the Mercury Pod, what you get are weekly laser coaching sessions with you, support every day through our private Telegram channel, and one private session one-to-one -one with me where we are working on a project for you that month that is going to launch you towards your big goal. And, you know, I've seen so much transformation in a short period of time from people who recognize what it is they want and then just get a little support on how to go after it. Because a lot of times what gets in our way are our fears and our blocks and our self-doubt and a lack of self-trust. So if you need help moving the needle to get traction towards where you're intending to go, 
let me support you with Mercury Pod coaching. You can check it out by going to mercurypod.gr8, the number eight, com, and read more about it there. You can contact me through this podcast at hello at blythestarlight.com, and I'd love to support you. And the cool thing is, I do Mercury Pod every month. You do not have to do it every month. You can jump in when you need support. So if you need support for the month of August, I'm here for you, baby. Go ahead and go to mercurypod.gr8.com and get started with me. about how to deal with the 3D while you're here. Welcome back to the Modern Mystic Soul podcast. Here's the thing. You can't hold a distraction and tap into something greater at the same time. You're going to have to choose where you focus. So for example, you can't work on developing your business and scroll through social media all day. You know that the biz work will never get done in that scenario. It's the same thing when it comes to spiritual growth work. You can't accomplish spiritual growth work if you're if you let everything that is happening around you distract you and pull you into its web you're going to have to make a firm choice again and remember third density is the choice it's all about making the choice and here's the tricky part with it you've got free will and that means it's not one choice it's choices and it's consistently choosing again and again so you can change your mind. I mean, imagine that. Imagine having a whole life locking into a choice and then not being able to get out of it. I don't think that would feel very good. Right? We've never had that experience where we've been locked into something and can't get out. Even when it feels like it, we've always had the choice to stay with something or to leave it or change our minds. So the tricky part with 3D is you've got to make your choices and then you got to keep making them. And of course, you know, if you get into it, if you, let's say you do choose to focus on a business, you give it your all, you really get into it. You're choosing it, choosing it, choosing again. And then you just realize maybe this isn't for me. You can make a choice to change it, to do something else. But the key fact here is that it's choices and it's choosing regularly. So I think that if we're talking about, have I done, am I doing it right? Am I doing third density right? I'm like, how can you not do it right? Even if you think you've just bombed at it and failed, even if you choose things like to continue to believe in separation or, you know, decide that there is nothing connecting us, that we're all just here for a moment and then gone forever. If that's the choice you want to make, you, you get to be in charge of that. I feel like as long as you're making choices, you're doing it right. <laughs> Even if those choices end up being something you ultimately don't want, as long as you're doing it, you're doing it right. Now, I think there are things we can do to increase our spiritual growth to accelerate that, you know, focusing on being heart-centered, focusing on oneness, which means we are recognizing how deeply, intrinsically, and totally connected we are to a higher source, to one another, to nature, to the life force energy itself, that it's all inseparable, inseparably one, I feel like if we focus on that, we accelerate our energy. If we move into the principles of a higher consciousness, for example, move into 
4D principles, which is talking about compassion, understanding, forgiveness, and love. If we're moving into these principles, so we're working on, you know, allowing ourselves to let go of what hurt us. It doesn't mean that that we don't feel it. It doesn't mean we don't um, learn from it. It simply means that we no longer hold on to it because we recognize that anything we're holding on to lowers our frequency. So if our if we make our focus about how do I raise my frequency because that raises my consciousness and the more I hold that consistently, the more I'm going to experience an elevated version of life. There are people on the planet right now who are really feeling and experiencing fourth density and, and even fifth density um, on the planet. And it's because they're choosing to raise their frequency consistently and they're doing the work that creates that. So again, we're talking about finding compassion, especially in situations where you feel like it's hard. Finding compassion through understanding. So utilizing, really trying to understand, really trying to learn. Forgiveness to release themselves from any karmic loop that they may be in, right? So learning how to forgive and let go. And of course, love. How can we express love? Love for ourselves and love for one another. And take the other in so that our love isn't just affection, but it really is, I want you to succeed because when you succeed, I succeed. I want you to be happy because when you're happy, I'm happy. And when I'm happy, you're happy, right? So we, we start to feel that reciprocity between us because it already is there. We're just acting and acknowledging it. And we're coming from that place that we are seeing it, experiencing it and developing it more within ourselves. And then I feel like not only are we doing 3D really well, but we're rising up and out of it. We're rising into higher levels of consciousness, which is what density means. It means the rate at which our consciousness vibrates. So we, you know, we're all waiting for a really big physical um, transition, the ascension, if you will, the big ascension moment. That's going to be fabulous, but we can elevate our consciousness now by doing the work. And so I feel like, yes, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing a really good job at 3D. You know, the fact that we're sitting here talking about it, I feel like it's a really positive sign that you're doing 3D well. And the fact that you consider it is another positive sign that you're doing 3D well. And I think that it comes from this place of even when you're having a hard day, even when your frequency falls realizing that you have another opportunity to make a new choice that the next moment itself is that new choice and that's all 3d wants from us make a choice and then if you like that choice make it again but continue to consciously choose and if you're doing that you are kicking 3d's butt I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Modern Mystic Soul Podcast. I truly enjoyed talking to you. You know what? I'd love to hear more from you. So if you have questions for me that you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, like I said, you can go on Anchor. You can leave me a little voice memo comment there. Who knows? Maybe your comment will show up in my next podcast. And of course, you can always reach out to me at blithestarlight.com. Thank you for joining me. 
you can now find Blythe Starlight on Patreon, where you can join me on the journey of creating more tools for helping people go from awakened in their intuition to activated. Be sure to visit me at blythestarlight.com and subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode of the Modern Mystic Soul podcast, which can also be found on Spotify, iTunes, and all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest as Blythe Starlight. And don't forget to grab your copy of my book, Confidence is Magic, on Amazon today. Until next time, stay magical.